Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is 10 Backward, uh, reporting from uh, DST. Mm. Uh, we've had a, a full day of DST on Saturday, and we're just sitting back and thinking about the day we've had. Am yeah. I close enough? We, um, yes, 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 you are, yeah. Okay. We, uh, Rick... Um, Everson was going to introduce this episode, but he's he's failed. <laughs> he wasn't even as good as I wasn't. Um, I, we, we have a larger group than normal. I suddenly felt the pressure of many pairs of eyes upon me. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's talk about who we've who we've got in the room. Actually, um, we have uh, myself, Will Turland, um, a lady to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello, uh, Rick Everson. Hello, Rick Palmer. Hello. Uh, we also have Rob Chapman. Hello. And we also have Niall. Uh, Rick's imaginary friend, Niall. Hello. He's actually real. Yeah. Uh, and we also have Kev. Good evening. <laughs> um, we, we've all been at uh, Destination Star Trek today. We have. Yeah, it's been um, a fairly, uh, fairly big day. Um, most, some of us t- turned up at the house last night. Um, where we proceeded to drink a lot until quite late and watch a lot of Star Trek. So, uh, we are, some of us felt a little bit dodgy this morning. Mm-hmm. If actually two of our number were, it did, uh, did get off their asses and go to Destination Star Trek yesterday. So we could probably get a quick recap of Friday from them. That's a good idea, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no pressure, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Mark, you, sorry. Now, I've remembered what I did. Um, what did I do on Friday? Um... I got some autographs from uh, Dominic Keating and uh, JG Hertzler. Um, I think I went to some talks, but I can't quite remember what they were now. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best thing was that I got to meet up with um, people I know on Twitter. That was really cool to catch up from pe- people that I uh, met, met last year at Destination Star Trek. So that was nice to see them again. Cool. Awesome. And. Um... Yeah, so the the rest of us have just been here on the Saturday. Yes. Haven't we? Um, I went to a uh, I went to the um, Enterprise talk today, which was um, featuring um, Trip and Reed, <laughs> Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had I forgotten they're real people. They are real people. Um, they they were really funny. They were they were really good. They, yeah. That was one of the the free talks. Um, I um, I managed to get Martok's autograph. Not the actor, uh, the character. <laughs> and um, and he was really nice. He was really chatty. Um, it was really busy today. I, I it was. failed to get Brent Spiner's autograph. Um, I had I was number one five three in the queue. <laughs> they did not at the end of the day five o'clock. They had not got past uh, one hundred. Do you think that's because they just did a worse job of, of organising that than last year? Because it didn't seem like there were, if anything, it seemed like there were less people at DST this Saturday than last year. Yeah. But but it seemed like there was it was different in terms of how they organised people getting autographs. Maybe, maybe Brent Spiner 
writes very slowly. Oh, he, he could be super chatty. His handwriting <laughs> subroutines are, are, are not functioning. I think he, he'd activated his small talk subroutines <laughs> that he learns from, uh, learns from Commander Hutchinson in the Starship. Call him Hutch. Uh, I mean Hutch. Uh, he was just chatting to everyone. I, I, I think the actual answer is that the... I think a lot of the, um, the the captain and admiral packages all have Brent Spiner included as, as an autograph. So I think they had priority today. Mm. And so it just meant that us us uh, regular old um, yeah, scum. Uh, scum weekend <laughs> ticket holders just couldn't get a look in. Lower decks. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. lower decks. Because yeah. uh, Rashid... He he um, got a picture taken with Brent Spiner. I'm guessing he probably had one of those packages. Yeah, I think he probably did. I, I think they just couldn't stop Rashid going in based on <laughs> yeah. his pure joyous enthusiasm. He's, that, he's, he's a he's a force of nature. He is. It, it's a it's a joy to bump into Rashid because he is just so overwhelmingly happy and enthusiastic about Star Trek. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was a, a, like a whirlwind of enthusiasm <laughs> in today. I think a big tip is to, uh, and, and the people that have been like year, for years and years and years tend to get all their autographs and photos, if they can, done on Friday, because mm. it's a lot quieter, it's yeah. a lot more chilled out, and then the, you know, Saturday they can just chill out. Because so. I think you, you get a, you can get a weekend ticket, but you, or you can get a three day ticket, you, you can't buy the Friday no, individually, you can't. can you? No, no. Because it's, it's sort of only a half day, but I guess as a result, it's a whole lot quieter. So if you yeah, if you're serious about trying to get some specific autographs, that's the day, isn't it? Mm. We did that last year, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, mm. we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although I do remember on the Saturday last year, you were fruitlessly hunting for Marina Sirtis for hours. Yes, I was. And I, She's and, wily. Yeah, she kept yeah. getting away from me. But. Um, yeah, today that was, uh, uh, Marie Desertis was my Brent Spiner. Or <laughs> um, oh, Brent Spiner mm, yeah, was around. my mm. Marie Desertis. Yeah, you you oh, damn it. You also just missed David Warner. Yeah, he, he did a talk, which was great. It was really good. Mm. And then the, the lady at the desk said, he'll, he'll come back after the talk and do a bit more autographing. <laughs> And then everyone, everyone joined that queue. We were waiting for a while, and then lady came back and said, "He's got his, he's gone and got his train. <laughs> he had to go." Oh no! All like, oh, right, okay. So that's a shame. He's not back tomorrow. Is he not? No. Oh no! So that's it. No, game David over. Warner. Game over. No, David Warner. Oh no! What was it that drew you to David Warner as an autograph to get? Um, he cost fifteen pounds. <laughs> really? It's a really, really good value. It is. He's a, 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 a wide-ranging actor. Because yeah. he's been in, like, I mean, he's been in two of the movies. He was in five and six, yeah. wasn't he? I like that um, he's in consecutive movies, but as different characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's in a he's in a great. And I didn't realise he was talking today, to be honest. But once he said, I knew. He was in a great um, TNG episode, <coughs> Chain of Command. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Got Donald Red, is that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, he played it down in the talk today, but actually the casting there of Patrick Stewart and him, two two stage actors, mm. yeah. Yeah. he really made those scenes. Yeah. And, and I think it was a real casting genius. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so he, 
Yeah, he he impressed me today, and that, that's what I like about the conventions. That yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I'll go to it, but it's probably the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in different. fairness, Chain of Command only works because you've got two theatrical actors of such gravitas, which you yeah. need because it's essentially an hour long. Of Two, two people, people sat in a room talking yeah. about how many lights there are. That's yeah. it. It's a really stage. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, like, it could work as a stage play. Oh, easily. Chain of Command Part 2, at least. Yeah. Um, they yeah, talk about lights when, when a little girl brings a ferret in. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, um, his, his talk was, was great. He was, was. like, he, he, was, he was really funny. Every time anyone would ask, how he got a particular role he'd reveal that it turned out that whoever was the main whoever was the original planned yeah. actor was just sick <laughs> yeah he was, he was constantly the backup choice yeah no, even so for chain of command and I'd, I'd love to know who was originally going to be Mel oh, yeah. gold madrid yeah so. i can't imagine anyone else as gold madrid now. no the it was very interesting actually he said that because he was it was so, such late notice he hadn't got time to read to learn the lines, and he was literally reading all his lines off massive cue cards. Yes, yeah. Wow. And I'm like, seriously, because his performance is incredible. Mm, yeah. So if he's reading it off a card, flipping heck. He's got a great voice, though, hasn't he? He has got. got like, a, yeah. Yeah. And he's a yeah. professional. He's, he's very. He's yeah. Wasn't there supposed to be someone else in that talk? There was Maurice Roves who played the Romulan captain in the chase. Unfortunately, he was feeling a bit poorly. I know. Mm. The chap's eighty-two years old. He's uh, he's looking a bit worse for wear, but I bet he's got some good stories to tell. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he must take it out of actors though, doing things like this, especially old older actors. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It, it's a fairly grueling day for them, isn't it? With yeah. photos and autographs and meeting all these people. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and they're obviously meeting a lot of people, shaking a lot of hands. A lot of these people have germs. <laughs> no, no, no wonder one of you know a couple of them get a bit poorly part way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. genuinely. Yeah, research on that Rose uh, Rose guy. He, uh, I've just got a Wikipedia up here. Uh, I looked at it earlier. He, uh, he's he's British. Yeah. Born in oh, yeah. yeah, and grew up in Scotland. Excellent. And then he did uh, loads of TV like uh, what's it got here? Touch of Frost. Um, obviously Star Trek, of course. Uh, Doctor Who. Oh, who was he in Doctor Who? Uh, it says he did the original series of Caves of Androsnia. I don't know what it says. Oh, Caves of Androsani. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've no idea who he would be in that one. But he, even, he, familiar, he was recently in 2008, he was in Skins. Was it? Yeah, really? Mid-70s. So, you know, what a trick or sort of thing, you know? Yeah, sort of real, sort of gritty, sort of kids drama, you know? Mm. Kids doing it. <laughs> yeah. Do you need to do it? Even then, like in the 90s, he was in Last of the Mohicans. I thought you were going to say Last of the Mohicans. I thought you were going to say Last of the Mohicans. Get it. Judge Shred. What was the name of Judge Shred? Judge Shred. Which, what, the Stallone one or the Carl Urban one? Uh, must have been Stallone, yeah. 95. Oh, yeah, that would be Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, right. With Max von Sydow. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. Another classic actor. Classic bad guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Max von Sydow would, would have been a good Cool Madrid. He, uh, yeah. Uh, he would have been, actually. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was the one that broke yeah. his leg. Yeah. 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 That would have, yeah. been, the, that'd have been the twist of the tale. <laughs> there was a nice question to David Warner in the, um, 
uh, in the talk that he did where someone was asking what he what he liked about playing bad guys and in fact he basically said he didn't really like being bad guys it's just that's that's the role that he had yeah. in the script he doesn't really have a great affinity for being a bad guy it's just that's what he's known as being and that's the roles he gets yeah yeah i, I had a follow-up to that question mm. but i didn't get called out and i wondered how much in his acting um because he was ambivalent to the character or agnostic to the character that came across as coldness which is then what you need in a bad guy mm. um, and I never got the question but he sort of answered it in a different way later on because I, I think he sort of said there has to be something in the character because the, he, he talked yeah. about the, the being a, a sensitivity <coughs> and vulnerability so I thought well maybe my, my question became you but I, I thought that was interesting because he did say that a few times, didn't he? He yeah. didn't necessarily like the character he played. Mm. And I thought, well, he's a good bad guy then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, he he did he did make that point that um, he never sort of played it as a pantomime villain. Mm. Yeah. He was, yeah, he would always try and play it straight as if yeah. it was a, like, a, a person. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good. It was a free talk as well, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Rob, could you tell us much about the um, Patrick Stewart talk? I think you were the only one of us who was in there. It was alright. <laughs> it was alright. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was amazing. It was really, really good. Um, they started um, people queuing a good hour before. The queues were huge. They were getting people in half an hour before the talk. Um, so yes, a lot of people in the hall. Really eager to see Patrick Stewart. He did not disappoint. Um, he uh, gave lots of. He told lots of anecdotes and stories. Um, he said that he'd really, he'd really like, if possible, to um, to get Gates McFadden onto Star Trek Picard. Whether that will happen remains to be seen. So the same with the rest of the TNG crew. That he see, I think he said it. It's um, possible that that they could be brought uh, on Star Trek Picard. So the people that we don't see, you know, like Worf, Geordi, people like that. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. He uh, did a little bit of Picard in, uh, with a French accent. Um, yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. Really, really good. Did he let any tidbits slip about Picard? Not really. No, no. It's all such a closely guarded secret. Yeah. He did say um, that you know he, he would that he was just really eager to for fans to see it and you know, to be able to see the finished piece and you know he was, that we'd, we'd enjoy it. Um, yeah, he did. He said that the scenes with Data are very minimal. He's not in it very much, but they're pivotal. Mm. Um, so yeah, make of that what you will. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, he did. He said something about the Borg as well. He said we learn. I mean, obviously, from the, if you've seen the trailers, we we learn from, from Star Trek Picard. We learn a, a lot more about the Borg than we already know. Oh, a lot more new stuff. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, very enjoyable. One of the highlights of uh, of Destination Star Trek for sure. Yeah, excellent. Cool. Um, and Rick, you went to the um, the Discovery 
season three tour. Yes, didn't you? yeah. yeah. Did, did, Rob, did you go to that one as well? I was meant to, but I um I went to the book book panel with Una McCormack and James Follow. Ah, okay. But I can talk about that later. Is that the one directly after Picard? Uh, Discovering sure. Discovering season two. Yeah. Yes. yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so myself and Niall went to dis- uh, Discovering season two. Uh, big big panel, wasn't it? There was, yeah. um, there was Eth- Alan Van Sprang, Ethan Peck, Anson Mount, Wilson Cruz, Anthony Rapp, and Shazad Latif. And mm. uh, say it was beset by technical difficulties, they had some serious mic problems. And towards the end, they were literally just passing the one functional mic up and down the line of them, which uh, is a little bit distracting. Uh, although there was a point where, to test them, Shazad Latif did say, can you hear me, into the microphone. Yeah. And you know, I sat so far back, I thought, if I shout out, I can hear you, Clem Fandango, he's not going to hear me. But <laughs> it did amuse me. Oh, you should have done it, right? Yeah. It would have been cool. Um, so, yeah, there's some... Um, what, I was just trying to think what sort of little tidbits they gave us regarding Series 3. Yeah, um, there weren't much about Series 3. They, they said they couldn't. They mm. did say that um, there's, they're going to promote uh, LGBT yeah. in a way even more so than they already have done in the first two series. Yeah, yeah, inclusivity is going to yeah. be... Um, they didn't, expand on that and yeah. they said they can't but they said that they are going to do and yeah. Wilson Cruz and Anthony Rapp were particularly proud of that mm. although they didn't say it was necessarily about their characters no um, uh, I think that's all they really talked about in the series though. well there's one one thing actually which um, caught my interest because it kind of uh, refers back to the recent episode we did that loyal listeners will remember uh, where we talked about the tra- series 3 trailer and I think Rick you raised the point of What's you'd like to see a bit more conflict in the characters who are are they going to be cons- you know, are they all going to be happy at where they've ended up? They all chose to follow Burnham into the future, but what, what happens next? And we sort of postulated a little bit on that is it, are they all going to be thinking this was a good choice? Are they going to be looking at Burnham and say, What next? And they kind of hinted that this that you we are going to see a lot of a lot of the characters having to come to terms with where they are and having left everything they knew behind. Yeah. So uh, Anthony Rapp described it as a ripple for the characters. Yeah. And he said not every character is going to be happy. Yeah. They all agreed with the decision at the time. Mm. But the, the, you know there is a fallout. To yeah. That. And that's kind of yeah. interesting. It's kind of like it could be a good direction. Yeah. Very interested to see that. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a great affection in that group for each other. They clearly get on really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they all frequently bang on about how much they love Michelle Yeoh. Which is fair enough because I would bang on about it, which I love yes. Michelle Yeoh. I can do quite easily. Um, well, they didn't, they, they, I, I didn't get a sense of any ego. No, they're all. Going back to what you said about they all seem to get on. Yeah. You know, nobody really hogged the mic. No, no. They, all... They're all sort of laughing and joking and sort of camaraderie. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was quite nice to see. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a really good little atmosphere with that group. Um, yeah. So that was good. It was, good. It was a good, yeah, good fun panel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Rob, you were at the book. Yes. Yeah, so, while you were at the Discovery Talk, I was at uh, a talk about Star Trek books with uh, Una McCormack and James Follow, which was really good. Um, the best bit was uh, Una McCormack revealed a new book that she's writing, which is the autobiography of Catherine Janeway. Uh, 
Um, along the same veins, you know, we've had, I think we've had the James Tinker one. Yes, there's been Kirk and the Jean Picard one. Now we've got a Kathleen Jane one. Where, where the hell is the Cisco one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the Hague. <laughs> that was really exciting that's coming in summer 2020 uh, they talked a bit about um, the um, famous Starship author Bonda McIntyre died, died mm. later this earlier this year oh, yeah. um, so they, you know, they paid their respects to her and talked about her work and how influential she was so yeah that was, Absolutely, really, that was yeah. really good and James Swallow he wasn't really allowed to say much, but he said uh, there was some big news, or there was, there was revelations earlier in the year that uh, Dave Mack and one of the other Star Trek or, um, big authors uh, were doing, uh, it, it was involved in some sort of big project, mm. but they weren't allowed to say what it was, and James Swallows said that he he's also involved in that, but they're not allowed to say what this big project is. Uh, that's a tease. Mm. <laughs> could it be? Could it be Picard related? Well, Una McCormack is she's releasing the first um, book in the new Star Trek Picard series that, come, uh, that comes out. She's she's already finished it. They're just putting the finishing, like editing, mm. editing it, and that'll be released relatively soon. Um, yeah, that was really interesting. A lot of information from that one. Mm. Yeah. Do you? Are there? Are there? people who are all about the Star Trek books rather than the TV side of it and the film side of it. Have you ever met people like that? Right. I think so. I mean, I guess it would be unusual, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, with the books, with some people really enjoying the books, I was, I was just intrigued as to whether there are people who I mean, uh, prefer that side of it. Even though I do run a Star Trek book club, I'm not the world's biggest authority on Star Trek books. <laughs> I have only read about many. Um, but I think there are, because the books Obviously, they went off and created their own, in some of the books, their own timeline before we got, you know, DS9, Voyager, Discovery, and now, you know, Picard and Lower Decks and whatever. Um, so I think there's, it differs somewhat from, you know, I think some people might have issues with that. But. Well, it's interesting because the, um, the, the novels essentially continued the story for DS9, Voyager and Next Gen. Yeah. Because it... It, it, you know, it, it, in all honesty, it looked like we were never going to be seeing those shows again. Yeah. There's long, you know, till recently, we never would have foreseen Patrick Stewart returning. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's some a lot of people are very attached to those stories now, and there's the worry that, like when Disney bought up Star Wars, they then jettisoned the whole expanded universe novel line, mm-hmm. so that's no longer valid. Um, and there's a lot of people say, oh, but there's elements of these continuing stories because as there was no sign of any TV on the horizon they could the writers could take a lot more risks they could do things like marry Picard and Crusher haven't they give him a baby and things like that um, I mean that's how I got into the books because I wanted to see DS9 season 8 what yeah. happened after we left them I wanted to see Voyager getting home um, yeah so they could take these big risks they can bring Cisco back they can blow up DS9 and rebuild it as a new type of station um, they kill Janeway and resurrect her all this stuff has gone on in the books and I think there's probably a little concern that people are attached to it that the return to televised adventures is going to uh, is going to destroy that timeline uh, we, we don't know I don't know there was a funny bit where in the talk, in the talk that Ian McCormack was saying because um, she comes from a quite a staunchly Catholic background and uh, obviously her like, in one of her novels 
in her Star Trek Discovery novels, uh, they name number one as mm. Una. So she's named after her. And she told her mother that, uh, her, you know, she, <laughs> she'd been canonised. <laughs> <laughs> her mother was quite impressed. <laughs> but I think she might have got the wrong end of the stage. <laughs> Yeah, because that's an interesting thing, because obviously Discovery does take a couple of cues from books. Yeah, is it, uh, before it wasn't, you know, the, the series informed the books, and now it seems to be the books are starting to inform yeah. the series. Yeah. Um, and apparently, um, I think, it, I can't remember whether it was been in the formats, but no, I think it might have been, no, it was, it was, they were talking about Vonda McIntyre's work. One of her books actually... Um, it was her, one of her books that mentioned that Sulu's um, first name was yes Hikaru Hikaru yeah it was a book that said that not the... yeah and likewise um, Kayla Detmer got her name from David Mack's first discovery novel so because uh, mm. the, 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 the the work going on between the TV writers and the book writers there's a lot more mm. closer consultation so yeah. that's Kind of interesting. It'll be very interesting to see where they go and what happens with the novel lines in the future. It is an interesting problem um, with because we're in a world where a lot of our TV is taken directly from books at the mm -hmm. moment. You've got the obviously Game of Thrones and um, the um, the Expanse. Expanse are taken directly from very successful book franchises, and um, they they both just move slightly away from the stories mm. of the books or maybe uh, compress things or uh, remove things and people don't actually have a huge... Well, some people have a problem with it, mm. but mostly people don't have a problem with it because they can see it as two separate iterations yeah. of the same story. But when you've got something that's... Like the books have grown from the TV series yeah. and then the TV series comes back and that wants to remove things that exist in the world of the books. It's just the, the complexities of that. But also, mm. as you just said, take things from the books at the same time. They're kind of cherry picking what they want. It's um, where does, yeah, where do you draw the line between the two worlds? It's easy when, when they already exist in their own right, but, but when they're kind of um, just cherry picking and yeah. discarding where they want to and mixing it all up it's um it's it's almost it's unfair really <laughs> yeah. isn't it yeah because you're kind of there'll be elements that you love from a book and you're like well why didn't they pick that up yeah why has that not been canonized that's always the that's always the yeah. danger though isn't it yeah like um, yeah i suppose you could see the books and the TV shows as different timelines, like mm. like we see the Kelvin verse. Yeah, mm. that's kind of going. Um, like, that's my assumption going forward until someone tells me different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Then then everything can be canon. Yeah. But just just in different timelines. Yeah. Well, that, that can work. <laughs> you can make your peace with that, I suppose. Yeah. I'm always impressed with um, people who write Star Trek books. Is that they're writing stories about characters that they haven't created mm. Mm. and it must be difficult for them to actually difficult to write that way because I was trying to write it must be difficult to write about Captain Picard without like, saying mentioning like touching his bald head like, or, or how much you like diplomacy and stuff saying I've got to write these things to, you know to make sure that people know it's Picard yeah. because yeah. this is such a loved character it must be 
difficult to write characters that yeah. sort of aren't yours in a way. Mm. Yeah. And so. I, I agree, and I think somebody who hasn't read a lot of books but dipped in and out probably over the last 30 years, the, the books that are the best are those that really nail the characters. For me, for me, mm. you know, I mean, I can remember, very old now, but Q squared. Um, mm. It just seems to stick in my head. I remember, is it really, really getting the characters down? I've read, read other TNG books that, and, I, and I'm talking older ones, but just didn't didn't seem to do it, you know. Mm. So I agree, it must be a challenge for the authors, but as a reader, those were, when they do do it, and they do it well, that really comes out to me that story I, I can visualize it because for me Trek's visual rightly or wrongly it does feel visual because I'm not a big reader so when I do pick up a Star Trek book they've, they've got to paint the picture in my head otherwise yeah. I am going to put it down that's the sad and it's sort of I, I wish I could I know Rick reads a lot of books and I'm interested like you are on what happened mm-hmm. to DS9 and what happened mm. to Voyager but if they don't bring the characters I love alive, I, I do find myself putting the book down, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. You do You do then find that there's certain books that you, you pick those up more because you've read that author and that was the one you got on with. Mm. Like, yeah. if you see Una McCormack's name, you think, okay, I'm gonna, this is going to be a really good Garrick story. Mm. So, uh, which would be interesting when she writes the Janeway biography. So, uh. Can I interject? Yeah? You've heard of... Uh, Moved away from Yeah, it's a good point that that, that Kev um, 
um, showed us that someone made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a bit like a um, turn yeah. forward. Because it's, it's a nice space where you can go, you can chill out, you can talk to other people. It's just, yeah. Because it can get intense in that hall. Yeah. Yeah. And tiring. Mm-hmm. And I suppose in the in the evening, the um, the the hotel uh, Hilton bar kind of becomes more like a it's like like ten forward nights. It's good lord, <laughs> it's rammed in there. It's yeah. rammed, and that's intense. Mm. In yeah, there. and expensive. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and hot. Yeah, it was very hot mm. in there. Yeah. But sometimes the uh, the the Star Trek actors themselves frequent that bar. They've been known to be seen. Yeah, some fruity stuff happens there. We haven't mentioned that, have we? I don't think we can talk about that. Sorry, sorry. It's an uncomfortable room, isn't it? Okay, we said we can say that. What else has happened at DST? I got a couple of photos. Hmm. Got one with LeVar Burton, which was awesome. It's my first TNG cast photo. Oh, well, we, 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 what we should say is that we, we uh, the turn back with us guys, we, we dressed up. Um, we did. And, and we, Rick, especially, you dressed as a Vulcan. I did, um, because uh, as soon as I heard that JG Hertzler was going to be at this, this year's DST and would do a shoot in makeup and costume, uh, I was very excited. Because I love Martok and he's brilliant. I definitely want a photo. Um, I think I was having a conversation with uh, with Ross, a friend of the show, uh, Ross Ted Borg, about um, about characters JG Hertzler has played because he wanted to get JG to sign a comic, which would have one of his characters on the cover, and they're struggling to find one. And I mentioned one of the first roles that Hertzler played was the captain of the Saratoga in the. DS9 pilot at the Wolf 359 flashback and that just led on to the ideas like how cool would it be to cosplay that captain while getting a photo with JG Hertzler as his, his other famous character Martok so that's what I did that was a very long cool. roundabout way saying oh, I, 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 I had stupid pointy ears that I made a masking tape on and uh, you know it was alright it was good fun I, I think it worked really well good. Yeah. yeah I think you, you were clearly a Vulcan hmm yeah, I did also like, put massive, great black eyeliner eyebrows on myself. Yeah, to go to keep. But uh, yeah, I was quite happy with it. Uh, Levar Burton admired my ears. Cool. Uh, they work well in the picture. Yes. Yeah. They really do. And if you put it up on Twitter, because like sometimes nothing wrong with them, but sometimes <laughs> the ones you buy, they look a different colour. Mm. But yeah. because you use mascara, was it? Foundation. Foundation, sorry. Yeah. Right. Like, on the picture, yeah, they come up all right. They just come up okay. Yeah. So it, it, they, I think it really worked. Yeah, yeah. I was quite happy yeah. with it, and I did get my photo with Martok. Uh, I thought, yeah, that looks pretty good. And then as soon as I left out, out of that picture, I went to to uh, Weatherspoons and pulled those fucking ears off because they were really uncomfortable by that point. <laughs> you had really dark eyebrows for the rest of the day. Yes. You still have. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. will have yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have those forever. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> Mirror Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the goatee, I've got the eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, so I was very happy with my two photos of uh, 
one with LeVar and one with uh, JG Hertzler, which is pretty awesome. And yeah, I mean, a bunch of people stopped us and asked for photos, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like some proper celebrities. Me, me, me and Gemma and Rick got stopped, and we contributed to a, a sort of a musical video mm, that some yeah. guys were making. They seemed, they were really enthusiastic about it, weren't they? They seemed to be making a bunch of videos around DST. They had loads of different plans for videos they were going to make. Um, and uh, yeah, we contributed to what were they doing? Don't, don't stop me, me now. now. Don't we, we stop had, me now. had like a, a list of lyrics, and they they they'd crossed off some of the lyrics. And they needed <coughs> different people to say the various lyrics. And yeah, well, to be fair, they'd had quite a few people before they stopped us. They're like, oh, are we going to get to? Say? <laughs> oh, they'll do. Yeah, it did seem like when they we we were sort of the bottom of the yeah. <laughs> people they could find to do these lyrics. Uh, but they, they, they said, you know, do a search for Destination Star Trek 2019 on YouTube and hopefully the video will come up next week. So that will be exciting. Yeah. Um, if, yeah, if they manage to finish it. Timing, timingly eccentric project. Yeah. There were points where I was still struggling to follow what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> We were, yeah, we were on a toilet mission at the time. (coughs) But it's cool. It's cool to. I, I, uh, their, 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 their thesis of what they do is very endearing. Yeah, Yeah. it felt like that. You know, that's part of the fun of DST. Yeah. Even taking a short walk to the toilets, you just don't know what's going to happen between, yeah, between there and the toilets. I don't know who you're going to meet, what videos you're going to get roped into. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good day. Hmm. Oh, and um, there was the Lower Decks panel. Yeah, yes, of course, yeah. I think we all went into uh, live video link up with Mike McMahon, uh, who's the showrunner on the Lower Decks cartoon. We were I sat in there, excited at the prospect of maybe tiny teaser clips. There were none. No. Yeah. Um, and maybe a release date, there wasn't next year. Uh, but actually, it was still quite a fun panel. He was, uh, he was quite engaging mm. yeah he was able to, to talk about some of the characters yeah um, and what to sort of expect from the tone of the show we know it's 10 episodes yes um, at about like half an hour did yeah. you say what the length was going to be I think, I think so yeah. yeah yeah he talked about the ship and the crew being the type that come in after a ship like the Enterprise makes first contact or handles it we come in and do they come in and do the do the all the sort of after work yeah. isn't isn't the sort of fun, exciting stuff you see the next gen crew doing. It's like the guys come in and sort of after. But, yeah, uh, that's good. He, he mentioned some interesting stuff about about sort of how they how they address things like canon and and how their show fits in with the established shows because it is it is a canon show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and the ship, the class of ship that we'll see in Lower Decks has always existed it's not a yeah. new one in creative in canon it's always been you just, you just never seen it I, yeah. I like that idea as well yeah. and that's cool mm-hmm. and, and there was a great question someone asked about whether we're gonna whether because this show is set in a time period where you could use you, you can get actors who were younger but still now use their voice mm. to play their characters is there is there a potential for a sort of existing Star Trek characters and the actors that play them to come in 
mm. guest roles. And I think he, his answer was basically, well, if you guys are think, asking that, we are wanting that, then we definitely, we would want that too. So yeah. that was sort of, a, a, yeah. sort of a yes, I would say. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, so it might be, if you were running a show and had the chance to bring in any character from the next gen sort of era, would, wouldn't you do it? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. And, and he followed it up with, interestingly though, he says, um, this is a show about lower decks. Mm. So the people that you may get aren't those necessarily you expect. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And I, I was immediately trying to think of maybe these, um, for one of a better way to put it, B characters. Yeah. Especially TNG. Yeah. That, that they may use. And I, if I'm honest, I couldn't come up with any. DS9 will probably be easier, but in TNG, yeah. it's such the main cast. Mm. But I, I, I found that little tidbit really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, Could Barkley show up, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Robin Leffler. Robin Leffler, that'd be oh, good. Yeah. Ashton Judd. Ashton Judd, yeah. Dwight Schultz would probably be a bit too obvious, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, because he's done a couple of the films. He's done a lot, yeah. Um, and, and in Voyager later on as well. Yeah. Sonia Gomez, the uh, the engineering lieutenant who spilt hot chocolate on Captain Picard. <sighs> yeah. She'd be amazing, yeah. wouldn't she? And she yeah. would work with that, wouldn't she? Yeah. Did, what, she did a couple in TNG, didn't she? She, she didn't just two times. She, yeah. Because yeah. she was in one. She's sort of going to be Geordie's sort of assistant, isn't she? And yeah. Well, I think they were also going to build her as a potential love interest with yeah. Geordie, but then that kind of just it's, sort of. Yeah, and it was all around series two, the writer's strike, but it was clear yeah. that she was always going to be more than just the, the two little scenes she got. Mm. She'd be good. Yeah. 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 Oh, talking about that, we went to a talk, um, was it guest, a guest, a guest? Mm. Um, oh, yes. And that was very early in the day. It was. So it was Scott McDonald and two other people. Michael Enson and Fintan McCarran. And it was called to, I mean, I, it was called Scott McDonald, he played Tusk, and he was also Commander Dolan, Dolan yes. in Enterprise, the reptilian guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he must have been a Shepard at some point. He, well. Yeah, well, yes. well, Very interestingly, one of the guys who was playing, who played um, a Romulan, he talked about a potential. Series oh, he's of, series of Yeah, that's Scott like, Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's in Face of the Enemy. And he was talking about how they had an idea for a, a running set of episodes in, yeah. in TNG, um, what, which would have dealt with the reunification of Romulus and Vulcan. Mm. Like an eight-episode run. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, his character would have survived it was gonna, the Enemy. And it was going to happen. Yeah. And, but at the same time, Nimoy was directing Star Trek V and fat with Rick Berman and because of that he wouldn't he wouldn't get involved with this storyline apparently mm. there's some yeah it's just because that face enemy is well after five yeah his timeline got a bit mixed yeah. up there I assume yeah. he meant six right when but he, he but did <coughs> movie wise Berman only got in got an interest when it came to generations but I'm not really sure exactly how that worked out but essentially a dispute occurred between Berman and Nimoy and as such Nimoy was not prepared to do any of the episodes that they got planned in the sequence and so they just killed Nebek off and yeah. lost them. Yeah. Basically they did do that story, didn't they? Put it in a more con- contained yeah. two-parter. 
But it, it was interesting because he was quite specific. I mean, he said that he yeah. was going to direct. I was like, like I've yeah. Yeah. heard this. And for that to happen in TNG as well, which was relatively, relatively exciting. Yeah. yeah. And he was going to be, he was going to be in the season finale. There yeah. was going to be a cliffhanger that would involve him still being alive. Yeah. yeah. And the, he was the, describing a script that had already, already been yeah. 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 He was excited about that because I think the, the question he was asked was what role would he have liked to have, if there was a role that he, he didn't play that he would have liked to have done in TNG, what would it be? And it was, it was this, this is what he was talking about, this potential role that he was sort of signed up to and thought he was going to be doing, and then it was, yeah, all fell apart yeah. sort of at the last minute. They sort of, they, those guys sort of answered those, that question with what they wanted their yeah, character to yeah. do. <coughs> yeah. Sort of a side step, side step. but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Yeah, that's it. I think that was the question. What they really meant was like, did you want to be Captain Picard or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the answer they gave. That was, that was a good talk again, though. What did you say? It seems a long time ago now, since first in the morning, but it, again, it's one of those where I didn't really expect much, but I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. 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 Um, any other things that happened today to us? There was an auction. Oh, yes, you're at the auction. With some extortionately priced things, but I think it was going to the money raised goes to charity, so it was some very generous people. There was a, a TNG um, picture that was framed with all the cast autographed that someone immediately bid £750 for. That's all my money, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, bang, sold. <laughs> but likewise, there was, um, there was some bargains too, there was uh, the Duras sisters. Um, a signed photo, both of them, um, which went for £30, which I thought was really, really reasonable. And there were some strange items like Matt Spredinchik's um, latex nose. Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> that would be odd. His <laughs> um, nose. <laughs> one of Spock's ears, which was a bit random. Which one? I'm not sure. The final, the final front. Ah, that's right. Building up to you, you cut me off. They did the Captain Stewart's chair this afternoon. Oh, excellent. Because I didn't fully realise what I cut the last Yeah, because they said he's gone to get the train. And I assumed it was last year's. And I was like, oh, right. But now you've said tonight, he had to go to France because they said, oh, he's had to go to France. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so they're just share that way. Oh, nice. That's yeah, that's why, I guess that's why DST is situated right near an airport. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had to yeah. go check his vineyard, didn't he, I suppose? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can we take a moment to think about uh, Aaron Eisenberg and the, the Reserve Delegation Table? Yeah, yeah. I, I managed to go and write a little note about some things. No, but how, how you know, he always took the time on Twitter to interact with people and he was really enthusiastic mm. and had a great sense of humour. Yeah. He joined in on uh, like the first ever book club. I put, I put, I put that yeah. our first, uh, for the Trek Book Club, our first book that we read was Avatar and Nog features in that. And uh, I can't remember the question, but we, we tweeted the question. Yeah, about Nog's characterisation at that point. Yeah, yeah. and, and he, yeah, he replied and he, he took part and he replied to some of the questions that people had. Yeah. Didn't have to. Yeah, no, he did. It was it was lovely that he did. Actually. He's one of the few actors yeah. <coughs> that have, have tweeted uh, back, so that was really nice. Certainly, a man who's a generous spirit. 
Very. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was great to see him at Destination Star Trek last year, mm. at the premiere of the um, Deep Space Nine documentary. Um, yeah, he, he seemed, you know, he seemed to really enjoy enjoy that being in the spotlight a little bit again. Mm. Yeah, just seemed to have a whole lot of enthusiasm for Star Trek. Yeah, it was nice that the organisers put on a little had a little section. You know, where, you know, there's some images of him, and there was a book that you could write in. Yeah, I thought that was really that was nice. Nice touch. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to send on to his, Sorry to all those involved. We're going to try and record it. I hope you're all okay. Could I ask you then, and of course you can edit this out, if, since this is going to go out after the event, can you say who your chosen characters are? And I'd be interested in each of you who you think would win. I appreciate you might say your own character is going to win, but I'd, and then it'd be interesting after the event to see who, who may be going back. So yeah, we, we should explain the concept of, our, of the live episode we're going to do tomorrow is a sort of follow-up to our, um, episode, our fight episode. Yeah. Basically, if some Star Trek characters had a fight, who would win? And we're, we're each going to choose characters and, and try and get the audience to, to vote on who would win in each one. I, I've chosen uh, Captain Janeway and 12-year-old Captain Picard from the episode of Rascals. <laughs> Which is a silly choice. Which, uh, who have you chosen, Rick? I have chosen Harry Mudd and Keiko O'Brien. Excellent. How about you, Gemma? I've chosen uh, Kai Wynn and Commander Shran. Mm-hmm. And Rick? Uh, I've chosen uh, Commander Hutchinson, Hutch from Starship Mine, and Amartok. Great choices. So who, 
Who do we think is going to win? I, 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 my money's on Keiko. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, I think Martok. I would say on paper Martok, but... This so isn't I, on paper. No, it isn't. <laughs> this is on stage. Um, yeah. I don't know, I, 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 I have designed an argument specifically for Klingons and Keiko, so... Mm. See how it holds up tomorrow. Oh, you're holding that back. Well, I'm not going to tell you that. It gives you an evening to think of a character. Yeah. So, so where do you go though? If you have to put your name on all the characters, <coughs> who is it then? Who, who are you saying? Mm. You, you could pick one of your own. I, I kind of want to say Keiko. Oh, I think Keiko is the story. Who would you say, Jeremy? Keiko. Okay, okay. yeah. I'm just saying an unusual confidence in my own abilities here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out and live and say everyone's underestimating Janeway. Well, Janeway that's no, you shouldn't underestimate Janeway. No. In fact, Janeway is the only one that would take Keiko down. Yeah. She, she would cross the line. She would. <laughs> she would cross the line. That's what Janeway does. Exactly. Who, who do you reckon, right? I think I think uh, Commander Hutchinson will win. <laughs> uh, we did this like, when we did this episode before. I chose Porthos, and he got to the final. Yeah. So, um, and that sounds ridiculous, but it happened. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say Porthos is a dog. People love dogs. <laughs> Hutch is not a dog. I think well, yeah, yeah. Also, I, yeah. What 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 won it for Porthos is we cannot imagine any of those people killing a dog. <laughs> a small, <laughs> cute dog. But I think that I, I think, think we're we might assuming get it's crowd. to the death, of course. I think we might get like a yeah. crowd. I think there might be some the, the crowd wanting to see because it's easy to see a, a Martok shran, isn't it? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good. Well, this is why it's on us to make those convincing arguments to yeah. exactly. persuade yeah. the yeah. Exactly. audience. Yeah. With, the Mar- yeah. with the Martok Shran, that's, that's basic combat. Yes. With, yeah. uh, with yeah. any yeah. of the other characters yeah. involved, there's more of a, more of a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. If I was an audience, I want to, I want to see a final where people discuss whether Kai Wynn is going to punch 12-year-old Picard in the face. <laughs> 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 they're fighting in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're going to make it to the end. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what The know. question is, who wouldn't punch 12-year-old Picard in the face? Um, Keiko? Uh, <laughs> okay, she would. But as an audience member, I don't know what, obviously, I am excited because I want to no. hear the Martok Shran, I want to hear the battle side of it, I want to hear the quirky side of the 12-year-old Picard. And, and, I, and I think it's gonna, I think it's anybody's game, because mm. I, I think people go with an open mind, and the idea that you've got two minutes to sell them in that battle, yeah, that's, that's going to be really interesting. I think it's really interesting, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It'll be fun to listen to this back in the future when it was a uh, when it turned out it was a disaster. We think and we're banned. We only see burnt down. But the fight actually erupted on stage. Which AG hurts. As Martin in costume. The boy who we thought was <laughs> 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 <la
That would be a really interesting way for a... For well, a the, the, the irony would be, you know, your mugshot on the front pages of the British tabloids would be the picture <laughs> yeah. that was put on Facebook tonight <laughs> of the four people in the four but Weatherstones. Oh, dear. Group of four punk houses incite eighty year old man to put the face. <laughs> 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 and I mean, if it helps the it, it helps the panel go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice that twelve year old boy. Um and and then Rob, your um foot club um podcast then Doing a uh, doing a live recording immediately after us. Yeah, yeah, straight after you guys. Um, we're doing a live discussion of Inuma Format's book Enigma Tales, which is all about um, post Dominion War, Cardassia and Garrick's the new leader of the Cardassian Union, and it's got Dr. Pulaski in it, and there's political intrigue, rather unsurprisingly. So yeah, we'll be talking to Una about her book because she's joining us on the panel. Hopefully, we we'll get the audience. Um, discussing the book and what they liked, what they didn't like. So yeah, I believe it should, should be good. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. I think there's less potential for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> say that, but... Yeah. <laughs> we maybe could incite Uno Cormac to punch a 12-year-old boy in the face. <laughs> I think it's a Just club somewhere around the head with a book. <laughs> yeah. You stupid boy. <laughs> We, we will have been asked to leave the <laughs> unfortunately. We can't incite anyone to do anything, except the police to arrest us. Um, I, th- I think we should, I think we should probably wrap it up there. Yeah. What do you think, unless anyone's got any other uh, Destination Star Trek things they want to say? Oh, the the toilets, the sit downies, they um, they, <laughs> they, they, um, they have they have like an automated flush. And sometimes they sometimes they sometimes they flush by themselves and put water up your shop. <laughs> <laughs> Situation where I have actually flushed the toilet, but now I've got to wait here half yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think I left that there for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. person, it's not my fault. Yeah, the, the, the person goes in after you might think you've left it like that. Exactly. It's the toilet's fault. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this is the gold level content we should have saved for the live stage. I meant to, yeah, I meant trumpet, not chuff. <laughs> we were going to talk about oh, ultimate pies and trophy, but we want to talk about the enemy toilets. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that did, that did, it was a bit of a shock. Like an like unexpected B day. Well, I, I thought it was a B day. Yeah, uh, I yeah, feel, yeah. I feel bobbed now. I was sat there thinking, oh, I finally made it. This yeah. is so posh. What a great set. Oh, yeah. How amazing is this? And I was sat there in my own <laughs> I'm sure you'd love to. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's probably what our listeners would like as well. It's just like a bit of a In a way, I think 
have, going into this place and being amongst thousands of people who have the same passion for Star Trek you do, to be able to meet the people who were those heroes on screen, is is all, all, all it is almost like a metaphorical cold water up the bum, <laughs> isn't it? In yeah. a way, really, really, yeah. So, yeah, it is great to be around all these people that are, a lot of times, more enthusiastic. I thought I was enthusiastic about Star Trek. I mean, I do love it, but 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 there are people there who are just another level of fandom. It's impressive and, and to see and, and be around. Yeah, and it's it's great that that so many people will will come and make a real effort to dress up and. You know, be there for the <coughs> three days. I mean, some people get here, um, you know, the day before the 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 yeah, Steve and stuff. I do. To yeah. sort of get get ready for it. Well, well that's, that's when, when all the stuff that we'll have to beep out happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> beep that out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. If anyone was wondering whether they should do. Uh, Destination Star Trek next year. I, I'd say, yeah, give it a go. I, I, I'm looking forward to it again next year. But, but also looking forward to it again tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get through tomorrow at this point. Yeah. So. See how that goes. Mm. Cool. Okay. I think we're, I think we're there. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much. For listening, everyone, and um, uh, we'll be back with more podcasts in the future, hopefully. Thank you, thank you very much. Okay, bye. Bye. bye bye. Thank you. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh no! I will say, I will say, fewer things. Fewer things. Okay enough of this self-indulgence thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you want to get in touch with us our website is www.loadexradio.co.uk you can reach us on the twitters at at 10 backward 10 being the number and backward being the word backward we're also on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like... Uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? <laughs> <laughs>
10 backward. 10 backward. 